Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we are coming at you today to talk about Mothman. Um, But before we do that, I want to give you a, a few info quirks for the day uh you can find us on facebook you can find us on twitter hit that like button hit that uh follow button um you can also find us on our email address which is paratruthradio at gmail.com you can also join us in our chat room which if you're listening live you just scroll down to the bottom of your screen there and it'll be right there for you uh and you can also call in and give us some information or ask questions uh, your personal opinions, whichever, and our guest call number is 914-205-5558. Um, we do have to let everybody know that uh, the Indiegogo <clears throat> campaign is now over, and we only got 1% of our campaign goal. So... Um, Unfortunately, we didn't reach our goal, but we did get two new producers of the show, uh, which is Geraldine Kozak and Debbie Skurback. Uh, they both donated and um, got their perks. Um, so maybe we will try it again in, in a couple months or so and see what we do from there so we can improve the show for you guys. Because I don't know about Eric, but I love doing the show. Uh-huh. It's fun doing this every once in a while. Helps take my mind off of things. Yeah. Um, So we definitely want to improve it for you guys. Um, So uh, we'll try running that again here in the near future. Um, All right. So Eric and I did this particular subject on our old show, uh, Mothman. Um, So it's kind of a refresher for us, but not really because we actually lived in Ohio, which is close to where this originated. This uh, There was one uh, particular story that originated on the West Virginia-Ohio border. Um, so um, why don't you give us a rundown of what the Mothman is? Well, first and foremost, let me just say, I, you know, we've done this particular episode, per se, of this uh, creature before, like you said, but um, even still, it's it's not something I'm very like that familiar with. Just because the Mothman has never really interested me personally, so I've never, other than for the show, I've never looked into it much. So kind of uh, doing the research this past week, um, there are a lot of things that I had to learn again that I either forgot or didn't know. So pretty interesting. Um, so first and foremost. Mothman. A lot of people, a lot of investigators, whatever you want to call them, they, they consider the Mothman a cryptid. It's mm. the platform that he stands on. However, when you look at the interviews that have been conducted and the eyewitness accounts, one can also say that it stands somewhere within the spiritual realm as well. It's there one moment, it's gone the next. People yeah. say it's just, you know, it, it's almost as if it just vanishes in a m- m- midair, you know? So yeah. what is it, is it exactly? Is it really a cryptid, which we would, you know, we, we think of like uh, werewolves and Bigfoot and, uh, you know, vampires and pretty much mummies, you know, things that have some kind of physical form. 
uh, on a normal basis. Um, but this one seems to have both a physical form and a spiritual form, uh, according to eyewitness accounts. Yeah. Uh, now, well, go ahead. I was just saying, um, just for the the pure aspect of um, it being a spiritual form and a physical form, um, a lot of people think that too is because um, sometimes they'll only see the glowing eyes or um, almost a see-through figure compared to the physical thing of this thing too. Oh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> So, yeah, so anyway, the the moth man, uh, mostly reported being seen in a Point Pleasant area of West Virginia between November 15th, 1966 and December 15th, 1967. What's really interesting about those particular dates is it's almost exactly a year that that thing was around, and then it just vanished. You Typically, you see something that's, uh, you know, a year and a few months or several years, and it just slowly dies down, but it's almost as if it, as soon as it got here, it left right around the same time. You know what I mean? Uh, which is very interesting. So if it does exist, it has some type of intelligence where it knows, best way to explain it, it, it knows the time frame in which it's been around, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the most, now this thing has been seen, like I said, since 1966, but probably one of the most famous, or one of the things that made it most famous, I should say, is the Silver Bridge incident. Um, mm. That's, I mean, that's when I first heard about the Mothman, this whole Silver Bridge incident. Uh, right before the bridge collapsed, people claimed to have seen the Mothman sitting at the top of one of the, uh, uh, what do you call those? I mean, I would call it a tower, but it's a uh, um, support, I guess. Yeah, the support. Yeah, one of the supports uh, for the suspension. And with that alone, people started claiming that the Mothman was a being that either A, brought about disaster, so is a, you know, a member of destruction, I guess, um, right. or that it was a creature that warned people of disaster, hence making it a guardian angel which some people have even claimed perhaps it is just that, a guardian angel, not a cryptid, but a spiritual being that came to help people uh, to warn mm. them in some way, uh, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah. Some of the, yeah, you know, some of the claims, uh, as you've already stated, uh, it looks like a moth. It's People said it's brown, almost looks like a brown uh, man with giant wings, uh, uh, almost a, a face that almost has like a beak type looking thing. It's hard to explain. Right. Um, giant red eyes. I mean, it's it's just amazing. And there's, if you go on and you look at Mothman, there's actually a stainless steel statue of the Mothman, uh, which I believe is in West Virginia. Uh, which might be actually something. Point Pleasant, exactly. It is Point Pleasant, okay. It might be kind of interesting on my way home this upcoming Thanksgiving to stop by and check it out. Uh, might yeah. be kind of cool. Um. But yeah, I mean, people have claimed that this creature is in one place, they're driving, you know, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour to get away from it, and by the time they get to their destination, the creature's there already, watching them. So this creature's been able to move from one place to another place really, really fast, uh, 
So either A, it's able to fly that fast, or B, it has teleportic uh, abilities. Is teleportic a word? I don't know. Uh, teleportation would probably be a better Teleport- term. Teleportation <laughs> abilities. Yeah, I like teleportic. You know, we like making up our own <laughs> words on this show. Yeah. Uh, so teleportic. Um, <laughs> That's totally fantastical. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I mean, this creature is, you know, it's history. It literally. Uh, it's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you know many, but I believe last reported sighting was around two two thousand. Uh, yeah. So it's been fourteen years, fifteen years uh, now since the last report of this creature. Um, is it possible that this creature just vanished, or is it possible that this creature never existed? Somebody saw something one day and it just this huge hype kind of blew it all out of proportion and people started seeing things that weren't really there. Um, some people have even claimed that this particular creature has been connected with UFOs. Um, yeah. And of course we all know the definition of UFOs, unidentified flying objects. So this particular creature could be a UFO, um, but a UFO could be a spaceship. It could be a number of other, you know, things. <laughs> um but in the end, I mean, we really don't know what this thing is. It has been said that it does stand around seven feet tall, so it's really not the biggest creature. When you think of uh, other things, seven feet really isn't that big. And when you're standing next to it, it is. That are that tall, so. Yeah. What and about you? you? Well, here's the thing. Since we're talking about the height, seven feet tall isn't that high. Um if you're driving on a dark bridge and you see something at the top of a uh, support and it's only that tall and in the dark, it would be a little bit taller because your heights are hitting it, casting a shadow. So it'll make it look taller. It could have even been a guy up there and I'm not saying it is, but it could have been a guy up there either working on the supports or that particular support. So top, sabotaging that sport or even a man contemplating suicide as far as we know um mm-hmm. since it hasn't really been been seen since then um i mean there are uh some cases of people reporting flying hominids throughout the world um not necessarily mothman per se uh but um if everybody's account true as they believe it to be it sounds more like an angel or a guardian angel um and unfortunately sadly to say it maybe even a fallen angel depending on what your predict uh particular uh viewpoint is on what really happened was it trying to warn Point Pleasant of this particular disaster? Did it cause this particular disaster? Um, For it to be linked to UFOs and that sort of thing, in the paranormal community, to me, that is the most common thing to link any cryptid to is, well, it must be aliens. Or it must be a, a, un- a unidentified flying object, which, as you said, it can possibly even be considered an unidentified, unidentified flying object because mm-hmm. 
it's a thing flying with no identifiable markings on it as we know it as you know airplanes and whatnot um right. i think one of the things I, that are really that's really interesting is especially when it comes to the pro community as you're just mentioning if it's not if you can't prove that it's a ghost and you can't prove that it's a cryptid then the only logical explanation is that it is an alien of some sort right and it doesn't make sense whatsoever it's like what happens when none of the three can be proved you know then is it considered just a figment of one's imagination but of course in the paranormal community not to knock all you i mean obviously i'm here in the paranormal community as well um <laughs> and i've been there i've done that um but, I mean, like, why does it always have to be something? Right. You know, I, I know a lot of paranormal investigators, uh, whether they're investigating uh, the spiritual side of things or they're investigating the cryptid side or what have you, um, even though I think, I think most try to do their best to debunk certain legends or uh, sightings, yeah. uh, they, they somehow always fall into a category at some point. It never can just be, oh, it's one's imagination. Um, which is something I think all of all of us in, in the community really need to start thinking of. I mean, we, we got to change the way we think about this stuff, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, like if, if we can't debunk it, then... And here's the thing, too. If we can't debunk it and um, we can't explain it, why put a label on it? Just like, okay, that's something really weird that we can't figure out what it is. Instead, right. it, it's a ghost. It's an alien. It's Bigfoot. It's Mothman. It's uh, angels. It's demons. Not to say that none of those things exist or don't exist, because I am a believer in a lot of those things. Um, but, um, yeah, we try to put definition on something that is just out of our realm of comprehension and um some of that comes from fear some of that comes from i mean and we've said this multiple times on our show um some of it comes from fear some of it comes from mis uh identifying creatures uh that sort of stuff um i think we'll take our first break here folks uh you're listening to paratruth radio right here on blog talk radio and uh we're going to give you eric's random fact of the day and just a few quick snippets of commercials, and we'll be right back. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. It's that time of year again. The weather's changing, the leaves are falling, and the holidays are right around the corner. But did you know that Halloween is one of the highest-grossing holidays celebrated within the U.S.? That's right. Consumers spend around $6.9 billion on Halloween every year. That makes Halloween the second highest grossing holiday in the United States, following behind the most wonderful time of year, Christmas. Hello everybody, Sublimely Elegant here as always, and guess what? I know you. 
well, no, we've never met, but I do know you. I know you love Minecraft. I know you love the internet. Now, I also happen to know you love colorful language. So, instead of moping around all day, why don't you head on over to my channel and satiate your deepest needs. YouTube.com forward slash Sublimely Elegant. This is Bill Hall, author of the book, The World's Most Haunted House, and you're listening to Paratruth Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we've been talking about Mothman um, and a little bit of theory behind what Mothman is. Um, Mothman, as Eric said, originated um, around the... 1966-1967 collapse of the Silver Bridge. Um, Was that the right? Silver Silver Bridge? Bridge. Okay. Um, That uh, this creature or thing or person was on a strut or a uh, suspension rod of the the bridge. Um, And it would appear there throughout a period of about a year. Um, just randomly here and there. Um, a lot of people have speculated that um, this thing was trying to warn of the collapse of the bridge because the bridge had deteriorated um, to the point that the structural integrity of it was not sound. Um, and some people think that uh, it might have caused it. And it, as I said before our break, as far as we know, this could have been a person that people was, see, was seeing on that particular strut just because of um, distortion through light. And um, there was somebody that had recorded this thing on a video camera, um, a very old camera, obviously, back in the day. Um and also, there have been a couple documentaries on it. Uh, there was a uh, Hollywood movie done on it called The Mothman Prophecies, if you guys haven't seen it. Um, it was ru- loosely uh, based on this book by uh, John Keel. Um, the, his character was played by Richard Gere. Um, and um, it was not, if I... I'm not mistaken, not nearly as catastrophic as the movie made it out to be. I don't believe anybody. Oh yeah. People did die. I'm sorry. 46. 46. People... Yep. 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 Um, I don't know. Somewhere I heard that nobody really died and maybe that was just somebody trying to um, de-dramatize the, the movie because as we all know, Hollywood tends to over-dramatize some true stories, quote-unquote. Um, and um, as Eric had pointed out, too, some of the the uh, identifications of this creature were uh, moth-like wings on it, uh, almost silvery in, co- in color, and uh, red glowing eyes. Um mm-hmm. I have a hard time trying to grasp this one for two reasons. One, just like any cryptid, it could have been a mis 
identification of a person or even a thing up on the struts at that time. Um, why it only lasted a year makes me lean towards a person instead of a an animal of some sort. Because if it was an animal of that region, you would come to think that uh, some type of sighting would have still been seen. Um, and like we said earlier, it has been linked to UFOs. Uh, even one of our prior guests, um, uh, Lauren Coleman, has uh, touched base on the Mothman, and he's been to the Mothman um, convention that they have in Point Pleasant. Um, so there is a huge following for this creature, um, and it says in 2002 was the last sighting, but I don't see anywhere where it says there was any sightings in between the 76 and 2000, or I'm sorry, 67 and 2000. Did you come across anything with that? Not really, no. Um, oh. And I'm sure they're out there. Um, I mean, I didn't look too, I'm going to be honest, I didn't look too, too deep into that, into all the sightings since um uh, the, uh, blah, 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 blah. the 1967, since the last one in 1967. Um, and I think that the reason to probably, or we probably can't find as many is because they haven't been significant. They've just been, just been that, you know, sightings. It's kind of like Bigfoot these days. Uh, you look and the last, it says the last recent sighting on the internet for Bigfoot was 2013. And you get maybe one sighting a year, you know, like that makes it to the internet, but most of them are never reported. And there's been sightings. They've been passed word, you know, by word, but they've never actually been reported to newspapers or anything like that. So it hasn't made major headlines. So that's right. probably why we can't really find much. It's just not common. Well, and, um, it's, it almost makes you wonder too, like, um, obviously the thing is, whatever it is, has obviously been seen since 67 because there was a report in 2000, as far as we know, there might've been more, um, whether it's some be people getting freaked out or whether it's, maybe it's a misnomer for kind of similar to the Irish Banshee warning of something, um, <laughs> But um, what what are your thoughts on on what it is um, as far as like theory wise or even from a Christian standpoint? Um, well, I can probably uh, I could probably give you both. Um, I guess uh, in theory, just your per personal theory, I should say. Yeah, See, that's a tough one. I mean, I. I like, do you agree that it could have been a person up there and just people were you know, I don't, what it was? I don't necessarily think it was a person. Um, I mean, it could have been, but I think if it was a person, there would have been a lot more commotion, and it would have uh, made it to headlines proving that it was just a person. Uh, people were, I'm, I'm sure at the time, people were calling in, you know, calling uh, 
the police and whatnot or somebody to check it out. And there have been pictures released uh, of that particular uh, Silver Bridge, the Silver Bridge one. There are yeah. pictures of this Mothman being at the top of the bridge. Whether or not they're tr- you know true pictures or falsified pictures, we can't really know you know and can't judge that yeah. offhand, right? Not without getting a clear photo to analyze, like we used to do in our investigations. Um, but I think that if it was an actual human being up at the top of that bridge, we would know for a fact today. So okay. that leaves us with questioning what it really was. Was it the scripted? It's very possible. Was it something else? Also very possible. Was it spiritual? Also very possible. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, uh, there's something you mentioned earlier, and I was going to call it right there and then because I had an input to put in in regards to the spiritual aspect of it, and I completely forgot now what it was you had said. The red eyes. Um, no, it wasn't the red eyes, but, I mean, that's a that's a valid point right there. Um, some people think of it being a angelic being, you know, that right. was yeah. warning people. But red eyes, red glowing eyes at that, isn't a common trait. In fact, as far as I know, it isn't a trait whatsoever of an angelic being, but that of more of a demonic being. Right. Uh, which goes to say, you know, is it, you know, if it is spiritual, is it really angelic? Maybe at one point, but not anymore, you know, in my personal yeah. opinion. Another thing is in regards to, I think it's, I'm still not exactly on the track that I was thinking earlier when you had mentioned it, but you had mentioned about this creature being on the Silver Bridge and the destruction of the bridge and so on and so forth. The one thing that is very interesting is if it were angel, people say it was a guardian angel there to protect people and warn them. Yeah. I think, now, of course, there haven't been major warnings by angels, you know, to a mass of people, only to certain right. individuals. Right. But you would think that if it was a warning, it'd be a little different than what, you know, people could have seen. I mean, this is just a creature or a being at the top of a of a bridge. Yeah. Um, and so in my personal opinion, I see it as more of it being there for destruction. You know, if it's there one moment and then moments later, it, the bridge collapses, you know, and one can only assume that it was there to destroy. Yeah. And that's something that we see throughout Christian theology is demonic entities and Satan himself being a destroyer, you know, looking to wreck things and kill and so on and so forth. So, you can see I'm really just dragging this out right now. I don't well, have my own personal theory as to what it was. Put it right out there like that. Um, because I don't know. I wasn't there. All I can go is based off of uh, some things that were written on the internet. And I got to either, you know, admit, hey, I believe this particular person's view, or I don't believe it. And. I honestly don't know because I haven't met the people. I'd rather talk to them and get, you know, see their emotion as they speak because then you would know whether or not what they're telling is truth or what they're telling is falsified in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so when it comes down to it, I think since I am more so on the spiritual side anyway in regards to this stuff, I can see it as a demonic creature, period. I mean, that's what it reminds me of when you look down at it, to it. And... Now that I said that, 
I remember what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so some of the pictures that we see of this Mothman, even just the statue, it almost depicts a uh, an owl's face, which is very, yeah. very interesting. Um, there are a number of eyewitness accounts of people having demonic entities attack them and being able to see these demonic entities, whether they're in a dream or whether it's in physical form in some sort, these demons, some of these demons or one of these demons has an owl-like face. Even when you go into the Lesser Key of Solomon, one of the 72 demons that Solomon supposedly had risen to do his work or whatever um, has the head of an owl. And I can't remember the name of the demon offhand. I do have it in the Lesser Key Solomon, which I do have with me, just not at the computer. Um, <laughs> and what is also very interesting is there's this episode of Ghost Adventures. Don't ask me the name of the episode or what episode it was. <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out. Um, but I've, I replayed it over and over and over again because they're in this house. Um, people are claiming to have demonic activity happen. They have a priest come in there, a reverend, whoever, to banish the demons. Well, after they do that, they go back in for a second night of investigation. They can't find anything. You know, there's nothing on their EMF detectors. There's nothing on their EVPs. There's just absolutely nothing. Until the very end of the night, I believe Zach turns into a room and snaps a picture. This is the only photo throughout the entire night that actually caught something. And what they claim they see is some kind of demon with a horn, with horns. You know, has you know, you can kind of see the sockets of the eyes and the horns and the mouth. And you can see it; it's it's there. But if you step back and look at the same area, I think they kind of misjudge the whole thing because there is a giant face of an owl over that particular image of the shadowy figure. Um, and you can see the iris of the eye and the coloring around it. You can see the little pointy uh, ears or whatever it is, you know, at the top of an owl's head that they have. You can see yeah. the beak. I mean, it was clear as day. And I don't know how they missed it. And I was trying to find it because I wanted to actually write Zach Bagans an email and tell him, like, hey, I know you guys do this every once in a while. Go back and check out this episode and see what I see. And then, you know, tell me what you think. Um, so I'm still working on that, trying to figure out what episode this is exactly uh, so I can get in contact with them. But, I mean, just in all, this particular image, this owl image, is very close and very similar to that of demonic entities that I have seen in the past, whether in books or on TV shows uh, or just through uh, the account of something, you know, an account that someone gives that they had seen or witnessed. So when it comes down to it, yeah, I mean, I'm going to place my bet on if it has to be anything at all, a demonic creature or entity. If yeah, I if I put my finger on it, it'd be one of two things. Either it is a cryptid type or uh, some type of animal or cryptid or demonic. I wouldn't appoint it as an angel because the depictions as we know them um, for Mothman and demonic, as you said, red eyes and... The other thing, too, with the Mothman, it's not just moth-type wings. They're tattered right. wings. Um, and that's usually connected to 
sightings of a fallen angel or a demon. Um, they'll have some type of bat wings or tattered type mm-hmm. wings. Um, so that's where I would kind of lean towards as well. Um, so well, I, uh, go ahead. I, I was, I was trying just to, gonna, okay. I would say on top of that, with some of the images that people like post or talk about the things that they see, this creature has large feet, you know, typically something like three or four toes that almost seem to have claws on the end. Its fingers, its hands have four fingers, all of which represent talons, however you say that, you know, claws. Talons, yeah. Talons, okay, claws. Um, Again, that is something that, again, you just kind of associate with demons. I mean, we hear about people getting scratched during demonic um, hauntings and stuff like that and having these claws marks and so on and so forth. It's just something that is depicted with demons. Whether or not they really have those, I can't say. But it is more than demons are more than capable of manifesting such things, right. you know, claws. Um, you know, the scripture says that Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. No one's, there's no evidence saying that when Satan fell, he lost his angelic beauty. It's right. still there, he's still able to manifest it. But we, as people, trying to uh, commercialize Satan and everything else, we've either created him to have some kind of pitchfork and have this, you know, tail and his horns and be all red. Um, we, we've depicted him as having broken wings or bat-like wings or being wingless or, you know, sharp teeth, so on and so forth. But in reality, we don't know if that's the truth. That's just what we either think, we imagine, or it's something that we've actually seen during a demonic calling because they manifest it that way. They know what scares us. But in reality, yeah. I think that that outer image of Satan being so, so horrific looking isn't necessarily a literal, isn't necessarily literal. Um, it's, it's more like figuratively, I can't think of the best way to put it, but it's figurative, you know, the whole disgusting, ugly yeah. claws and teeth, because it's representing his sinful nature. Satan is sin, period. There is nothing left of him that's good. And so the best way to show Satan as this creature, this evil being that he really is, we make him look as evil as we possibly can, because we can't really show what's on the inside. And what's on the inside is even darker than what we see on the outside. Um, so that, I, I kind of rambled off there on the Satan topic. <laughs> but um, back to Mothman and how it all started with the claws. Again, as I have already said, it just depicts more of a demonic-like creature to me. Simple yeah. as that. Well, and I mean, um, look at any of these um, certain cryptids that we come across um even though there are people that hypothesize that we'll take bigfoot for example is a um an herbivore who is a peaceful type creature there are people that have claimed that uh bigfoot quote unquote came after them and attacked them uh they've seen bigfoot chasing prey um so 
people's interpretation of any of this is nothing more than that interpretation. Um, right. And for us to interpret what they've already interpreted through their brain and process the best they can, a lot of it comes from fear. And um, maybe these things do exist. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I've never seen anything close to any any of these creatures at all. Um, but to my knowledge, I can't say that in one way or the other. Uh, but with the Mothman, um, I mean, obviously people were seeing something appear and disappear on this bridge. It was obviously structurally not sound because it collapsed and something was either trying to destroy it, warn somebody, but as you said, you would think if it was trying to warn of danger and it was peaceful or angelic some type of warning in general from something, it would have been a lot more predominant than this thing on, on a strut that a lot of people driving by wouldn't have even saw. Right. Those people on the on land looking at the bridge that saw this thing. So um, it's, it's hard to determine. It's hard to say um, one way or the other. Um, I do want to give you guys a little bit of a breakdown of uh, the appearance of Mothman in uh, pop culture books, as well as uh, the festival that they hold in uh, Point Pleasant. Um, But we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Are you ready? Are you prepared? What if some cataclysmic event shook your every foundation? Would you and your family know what to do? My name is Jacqueline Druga, host of the Apocalypse Dinner Show. Join me every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Prepper Broadcasting Network. Prepperbroadcasting.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We're there for your survival needs. Gentlemen, sublimely elegant here as always, and you are listening to Parrot Truth Radio. 
That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. All right, welcome back to Paratruth Radio, folks. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we've been talking about the Mothman. Um, I think Eric and I can come to a consensus that, uh, to best of our knowledge, this thing is some type of demonic creature in nature. Um, whether that is true or not, um, neither of us can say. Maybe it is a cryptid. Maybe it's this thing that uh, was trying to warn people just because it had some type of sensory perception that we as humans can't perceive about the bridge that fell um, as well as it being um, spotted since the, the 67 silver bridge incident. Um, Some of the, the places that uh, the Mothman has been um, interpreted into um, through pop culture is it was on season five, episode four, of the X-Files. It was on X-Testers. I've never heard of the show. Apparently it was very short-lived. But they tried to duplicate uh, the photographs of Mothman. Um, It was in... Oh, it was uh, an Italian hardcore punk band named Echidna Orgy. Very odd... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dedicated a song to the Mothman with the same name. Uh, There was the book, The Mothman Prophecies, written by John Keel, as I said earlier. Um, There was a movie called The Mothman Prophecies in 2002. Um, Another sci-fi original movie called Mothman. Um, One of... Let's see. A paranormal investigator dib from Invader Zim. I have no clue who this person is or their organization. Goes by the alias Agent Mothman. Um, Red Eyes, a song by Hawthorne Heights frontman J.T. Woodruff uh, in 2014 for his solo album uh, was reportedly about the Mothman. Um, There have been numerous numerous books uh by lauren coleman uh, as i said john keel andrew colvin um donnie surgeon jr uh brad fear um looks like uh john keel did a couple of uh books on the mothman um so it's been in media it's been in um theorized through books throughout the year for cryptozoologists. Um, There is a a skeptical side to this, um, that it was a hoaxer, um, that it was a construction worker who was tied to flashlights and helium balloons. Um, Also, again, misidentification uh, of planes, uh, owl, as we've said, it's got an owl-like face. 
Um, and one of the um, biggest things is Point Pleasant, due to the catastrophic nature of the story uh, with the Mothman and the Silver uh, Bridge, they hold a festival every year. Um, and in 2002 is when the uh, sculpt the 12 foot sculpture, metallic sculpture of Mothman was erected at this festival. Um, let me see if it gives the time frame. Third week in September. So actually, yeah, Lauren Coleman had mentioned that he was going to be at that um, to us when he was on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for these people, it's more of a morning and time of remembrance for these people that passed away on the silver bridge uh because as we said 46 people passed away when this bridge collapsed and um whether it was a warning or some type of destructive creature in nature um they attribute this this catastrophe to the mothman because it was sighted there um so it whatever it was it obviously made an impact and it is more recent than some of the cryptids that we know of like Bigfoot, Yeti, um, that sort of thing. Cause mm-hmm. 66, 67 was the first sighting. Uh, and it's been sighted a couple of times since then. Um, I'm not sure if John Keel is still alive today, but I would love to get his, get him on and get his, uh, point of view on this since he was the first one that came out with a book on this uh and maybe even some of the other people because i believe some of the other people were either eyewitnesses or related to eyewitnesses um so that way we can kind of wrap our mind a little bit more around of what this thing is um is there anything more you have to add on this um, not necessarily, not necessarily add, but the one thing that I think, which I didn't think of doing, be, you know, before the show, I just kind of thought about it now. Um, one thing that's important whenever we hear about these types of creatures or any creature, whether it be spiritual or cryptid or whatever, um, the times really plays into the creatures that appear. And I think it would be a good idea well, for me, just for the heck of it, but maybe to present it on the show at some point, um, if I find anything, to just kind of learn, I mean, it wasn't long ago, but what the culture was like at that particular time in that particular city, um, to kind of see if there was anything going on at that time that might have persuaded people to see this particular creature, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying there? If there was was distress or anything in... Yeah, any like distress or anything that, like, you know, maybe people were fearful of something at the time, maybe something was going on, um, you know, something like that. This is 1960s. There might have been a lot of drugs involved at the time. That's a very good possibility. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, something I think I'd like to do myself, just kind of better understand or get a better understanding of what people may have seen and why they, why they may have seen it. So I might do that and come back ne- one of the next shows and, you know, lay out my findings. 
Well, it would be good to research it, and uh, if we get somebody that wrote a book on the on the Mothman to kind of get their viewpoint from um, from that era, what what was going on at Point Pleasant at that particular time, you know, um, right? Because they're even through researching, even though. Uh, we might get an idea. Um, we weren't, we still weren't there or even eyewitness to any of it. So doing research into what might've caused people to see that would be a, a really good idea because neither of us, of course, were alive at that particular point. Um, and I don't right. even really know much about Point Pleasant. So even if you stopped there for Thanksgiving or maybe like on a summer retreat, we could head down there to do some research at Point Pleasant specifically yeah. um, and bring it on the show t- to uh, speculate even more would be a good idea. Um, I mean, heck, even if we got down there and had somebody or found somebody who was witness to that and have them on the show with us, that would be even better. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to end the show with this because I it's something that you and I have loved and I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but how was the first episode of Supernatural? Uh, I was disappointed, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I was a little disappointed. You, you know me. I got hyped up not really knowing what exactly they're going to do. Um, but, yeah, and that's just my opinion. A lot of other supernatural freaks out there like myself um, <laughs> probably think differently, especially since the following day I went online to see what the ratings and reviews were, and they yeah. were pretty darn high. You know, a lot of people really liked it. Um, but you know what? The one thing that I've learned about Supernatural in the past couple of years here is the very first couple of episodes completely suck, and then it gets a lot better again And once you get a little further into the season. So... Still looking forward to it. Still looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I mean, Demon Dean. Yeah. I, very little has changed, because let's face it, it's Dean Winchester. Right. You don't get much more demonic than Dean Winchester, <laughs> other than black eyes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the one thing that you do get to see is, I guess he's a little more ruthless with this season. And he's working with Crowley which is interesting. The one thing that I do find interesting that that I think is, I think the writers are going to take it down this particular road. Um, Right now, Crowley is in charge because he's the king of hell on the show. And since demon is a demon, since Dean is a demon, um, I think Crowley thinks he has this particular power over him. But in reality, I think that Crowley is, way over his head. I think that it's still at the point where Dean doesn't have... He is of himself. No one has control over him or power over him. He'll do what he wants, when he wants, however he wants. And I think that's something that'll be interesting to see once Crowley figures that out. Uh, But I have to say, it was also very interesting. I don't know, are you going to watch it? I want to start watching it again. Yeah, I have to schedule it uh, to record it on 
my DVR just because with school and stuff, I'm not sure if I'll catch it live. Um, but I want to start watching this season and catch up on the past seasons on Netflix, uh, just so I am up to speed. Cause I think it was after season, was it season five that we watched last together? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I haven't seen the seasons since then. I should have got caught up before, but <laughs> just You're way uh, beyond with school and everything. I went, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I I definitely yeah. want to start watching it again. Um, yeah, and I've been seeing the updates on their from their Facebook stuff um, with the commercials um, with the upcoming seasons, and I'm not sure if this was this episode coming up or last episode where Dean and Crowley are in a bar and he's telling him you have to kill to feed yeah. the demonic uh, what uh, whatever um, in his body. That what yeah that was um that was this past episode that was the premiere uh season premiere and it was okay. in regards to he has to keep Dean has to keep killing to prevent himself from becoming full on demon oh okay because um, right now the mark is still in control the mark of Cain which is what gives oh. him the power to wield this basically this knife and gives him power over any other demonic being or any other almost any other creature for that matter um so yeah uh the one thing that is different is dean's love yeah for sammy that's that's definitely a big difference this season <laughs> it's a little sad actually but yeah yeah, I saw just the the commercials uh, of it, um, and uh, just on a, a completely different note, The Walking Dead. I think they're on now season six, and that premieres tonight. Um, and I, it's hard to believe, like some of these, some of these shows, like Supernatural per se, and Walking Dead, that you would think after. I don't know, three, maybe four seasons would have died and, and gone already are still around. Um, maybe it's just our era and our generation um, that are keeping them alive. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Um, I mean, Supernatural started, uh, what, you know, 2005, I believe? Season I mean, 10, oh, roughly, yeah. We're at season 10. I mean, it's hard to believe that I've been devoted to the show for 10 years. Jeez. <laughs> um, um, I mean, I had just graduated high school when his show started, pretty much. Yeah. And back then, the show wasn't nearly as popular. I remember there were times, even now there's times where I'll bring it up and people will be like, what's that? You know, it, it used to be an underground show. It was on the CW, you know, it was broadcast primetime. But people just didn't really know of it. You know, no one really watched it. And as time has gone on, people have become more interested, I guess, in the occult and in the spiritual stuff and the dark side of stuff. Um, yeah. And I think that's really what why these shows keep going. And I know Supernatural has been picking up viewers more than anything. You know, typically around this season, you start losing viewers, but Supernatural is picking them up. And... I know they they're talking about maybe going into an eleventh season, depending on how they're doing. Which I hope not, 
said, please, please, you should have stopped it five years ago. It would have been brilliant. Yeah. It would have been like the best show ever created if it ended five years ago. Um, it's been sad because of what happened, but right, it was a bittersweet, uh, it was a bittersweet I, ending, but it was perfectly right. done. And it's like even to this day, when people say like, "Oh, there's that many seasons," I'm like, "Just watch the first five, and you're good. Don't right. worry about the, the next, the last five. Um, right. But watch the last five if you really, you know, if you love the characters and you, you know, spent five years with them, then yeah, you're gonna watch until the freaking thing, either until they end it or the world ends." So, yeah. Well, um, folks, we are getting close to the end here. Um, I did want to let you guys know next week we will not have an episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be taking a uh, week-long sabbatical, as it were, um, to re- regroup. And then uh, next week uh, we will be – or the week after that, I'm sorry uh, – we will be doing a episode on uh, a Halloween, our Halloween special. Don't you dare touch me! Stand back! No! No! Which uh, Eric and I always love doing. So, Indeed. Uh, One of my favorite holidays. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Samhain, I believe is what you call it. Yeah. No, it's Samael. Isn't it? No. No. People pronounce it a number of different ways. <laughs> I I I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, as you can tell, I have some new sound bites to play with, and uh, uh, yes. we'll have to let you sign in on the Paratruth every once in a while to do some playing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Uh, on that note, uh, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye, guys. Peace. Remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 